Merry New Year! I mean, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first Cover Price show of 2021. We all made it, guys. We all made it. Here's to a new year and new stuff. Old Exime, uh, Old Exhale, whatever the fuck that name of that song is. Uh, I wish you guys all had a very healthy and happy and uh, safe new year. Hopefully, uh, 2020. Uh, will slowly dissipate in off into the sunset. Speaking of going off to the sunset, DJ Curse, what's going on, DJ Curse? How's your new year, brother? Oh man, my new year, <laughs> safe and sane, man. I just chilled at home with my lady. I basically ate too much food. We binge watched too much TV. Fell asleep, fell asleep too early. I didn't do anything, man. I just chilled. Hey, perfect, man. We saw the sunset at Crystal Cove Beach, came home, and I think my old lady fell asleep before I had to wake her up and say, hey, it's 11.59. <laughs> it's just, and oh. if it wasn't, dude, we could hear the fireworks, though. They were all over the place. It was going crazy. And so well, you cow. know, we did that, too. We went to we went to uh, Signal Hill, that big-ass hill over there in Signal Hill, and we watched uh, Long uh, Beach? the fireworks. Yeah, over, uh, yeah we watched yeah. all the fireworks over Long Beach, and then the next morning we woke up early and we went to uh, uh, Point Doom over there in Malibu. Damn, and, uh, making me yeah. so lazy and shit, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, you know, Point Doom is probably good, I don't know, 75, 80 foot up uh, point, and it, it overlooks like this really nice beach and stuff like that. So it was good to get out and do a early morning or early morning. You, the f- you see you see the first sunset of the new year. Yes. All right, DJ Curse. We listened to what you guys asked for last week, and DJ Curse is going to mix it up a little bit this week and give you intro while you guys get settled in. Drop it for us, Ray.
Man, what what other better song than to say goodbye to 2020? Hell yeah, man. We're not going to take it anymore, man. But DJ nope. Curse, tell the fine folks where they can find you, man. You can find me on my uh, Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv forward slash I am DJ Curse. I'll be on uh, this whole week, uh, 8 a.m. this morning. So uh, twitch.tv forward slash I am DJ Curse, 8 a.m. All right, the link is in the live chat. Shout out to our friend Red Rods, Red Red Lodge Crow, Chad Crow, for the first two dollar super chat of the year. Appreciate you, Chad. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, as usual, I got my two men with me. Man, I'm gonna say what's up. Going on, everyone. Good to see everyone in 2021. Um, doesn't need to be said, but hopefully this year is gonna be the tits, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Speaking of tits, my man Nemsis Prime, say what's up. Hey, Segway. happy 2021, everybody. I ain't got no tits over here, but we got a top 10 list for you. <laughs> and this top 10 is tits, I will say. Shout out to yeah. uh, the Carnales at the East Meets West for the new shirt. Rocking it right now. East Meets West. Make sure you hit up Gomez, Joker M21, and the rest of the cast on the East Meets West show. Great cats, uh, part of the YouTube community. Um this is the cover price top 10, the first show of the year of 2021. Also, quick shout out to my man Jay Salsa, who did this uh, who graffiti piece for me, Lords of Long Box. Dope, yeah, dope, yeah. dope. Uh, he's going to do another, uh, what us old school cuts called a burner, where it's like oh, you know, yeah. full on graphics in the background, something you'd see on a, a mural. But shout out to Jay Salsa for this piece. Man, I would love to put this on a shirt. I think he, I, did Jay Salsa do this too? If somebody from East, if Joker or, uh, or Gomez are in the live chat, but make sure you hit up East Meets West. If you uh, make a shirt and give it to me, I will wear it <laughs> straight up. So, again, this, show is, this show is brought to you by our friends over at coverprice.com. Go to coverprice.com for your price guide, collection trends, and all your collecting needs. Speaking of which, this Thursday, instead of a Shakers of the Week, we're doing a huge Shakers of the Year show. Matt is putting together a huge, huge list. He's going to come on the show, and we're going to talk about the books that hit the biggest prices throughout the entire year to 2020. And this will be our au revoir, bon voyage to 2020. I think they did their uh, KRS Comics giveaway today as well. I think they emailed out the winners. That today was the last day of it. Speaking of which, go to KRS Comics. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Also, Rocket Comics. Tell them the Lord sent you. Get 20% off your pressing order. I think uh, Manimal may be having a big order being sent through. And I just... Talk to Scott. Yeah. My, yeah. I think mine is going to be here in the next couple of weeks or so, man. I got some bunch of Silver Age and Bronze Age goodies coming. Can't wait. Can't wait. I actually just shipped mine out today. I sent it in today. Nice. Well, we should definitely talk about, uh, you know, what uh, your expectations are. Or what did you send? Well, was it a, a modern or? Oh God, what did I send? Um, a little bit of combo. There's some. There's some uh, Silver Age X Men in there that I wanted slabbed, and then uh, yeah. just some other random flippable books hopefully yeah. and yeah and after the uh top 10 hang out with us because there was a question that was asked of me on um on instagram and i i promised him that i'd bring it up on uh on the show and i think we could all chime in on it uh and it was a question of basically asking um you know uh what how do you know if a book is CGC worthy. And I was like, you know, that's a little bit too hard to say in one sentence, but you know, cause there's different <laughs> factors that go into it. So we'll touch on that toward the end of the show, but let's get right to it. Boys and girls, as usual, this is our top 10 Ray. Uh, I'm going to drop a uh, 11 first and then Ray will still drop the 10. You still with us, Ray? We lost him. 
Mm, I think he's here somewhere. I'm yeah. with you, but my camera's tripping right now. So That's cool, man. Hey, well, I'm going to do okay. 11 first, and you can bring in the 10. All right. As okay. usual, there's always the top 10, and there's always an 11th book that isn't quite good enough to get there. And this week, oh, yeah, the return of the old hip-hop. Remember when hip-hop variants were a thing? Ooh. Look at that. Every week. Yes. Uh, the Mighty Thor, number one, the Mike Diodato Jr. hip-hop variant from 2016, if you hadn't heard. The immensely respected masked rapper MF Doom died back in October, though it was just reported last week. It was crazy. They just reported he died last week, but he'd actually been dead for, you know, a couple of months. But this hip-hop cover honors his 2004 Mad Villainy Soul Studio album, which his Mad Villain partner, Mad Lib. Upon the news of his death, sales of this variant spiked, hitting a high sale of $70 raw. Rest in peace, MF Doom, man. It sold 10 copies at a 70 trade at 369% and a high sale of CDC 9.6. So that's pretty interesting, man. That, uh, you know, I mean, MF Doom, nobody, he always, you know, had a mask on or didn't know what he was, but man, he was a great lyricist, man. So uh, rest in peace to MF Doom, another uh, casualty of 2020 i'm telling you when you did the in memoriams whenever they do it for whatever shows this year uh, at the end of the year man it's going to be a long list of people that were on there man pretty just the craziest news that tanya roberts died and then she didn't die oh and then yeah she died yeah, again right? she died oh there was an so, update to the update yeah she actually died of an infection oh, so damn. the ic originally told her it looks like she's gonna die and then they call it man that's awful to just you know lead them on that it's just like good lord all right ray Give us a number 10, man. So is she dead? She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Roberts is dead. She died of an oh, infection. Yeah, that's beast crazy. Yo, yeah, man. The last I heard, she was still alive. So, I mean, that's crazy that she's dead yeah. now. So, all right. All right. Give me a 10. Number 10. 10. All right, what do we got for number 10, guys? Ooh, man, Marvel Ultimate Team-Up number five from 2001. Who saw this book on the list? So uh, when the uh, Ultimate Universe modeled their Nick Fury on Samuel L. Jackson, it just worked somehow perfectly. Uh, so when it came to casting Nick Fury for the MCU, there was only one very obviously choice. So uh, what's surprising is how long it actually took this book, which is the first appearance of the ultimate Nick Fury, to trend. It sold uh, 13 copies last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 344%, and a high sale of 400 bills in a CGC 9.8. But, you know, keep in mind, Samuel L. Jackson's likeness wasn't really used until Ultimates 2 from that series so yeah i don't know if a lot of people remember that like uh, you know they obviously hired an african-american actor to play nick fury in the mcu but it actually it, it was his first time ever being showing up as an alternate right. version being black was in the ultimate uh comic oh, yeah. so i mean there's gold in them their heels people finding these ultimate comics so uh you know what's crazy i'm actually rereading the whole ultimate run right now i had like a bug a couple months ago and i was like you know what because i loved them back in the day and so it was, it was good until they started killing everybody off. Like the yeah, first, uh, what was it? The Ultimates is like the team of the Avengers. That one was yeah. the best line ever is Captain America saying, do you think this A on my head stands for France? I don't give up or something like that. <laughs> right. One yeah, of the yeah. best lines ever, man. So number 10 on the list, Ultimate Marvel team up. Number five. Look at that, man. Uh, over under on Star Wars books this week is two and a half. But I have a feeling next week. It will be all over the place because the High Republic drops tomorrow, but we'll get to that at some another point. All right, would you, give me a nine, Ray. 
Number nine. All right, Ray with the echo. All right, what do we got for number nine? Number nine, we got Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, number 29, the second print. So this came out in 2020. Uh, this is the first cover appearance of War Widow. And however, the current market heat is around its second print scarcity. It sold 70, 17 copies, had a seven-day trend of 262%, and had a high sale of $60 for a near-mint raw copy. So, I mean, obviously, this is around a lot of the hype of uh, the Black Widow movie coming up. Hopefully, that we'll at least one day ever see. And uh, cool cover, too, man, War Widow. To be fair, this has only shown up in those one or two issues and War Widow never showed up again. So just Yeah, so this why. is like a way out spec. Uh before we get any further, uh shout out to um uh Trinidad Ray for the five dollar super chat who asked for the uh Donny Cates uh stickers. So there you go. Shout out to you, Trinidad Ray, and shout out to Donny Cates. There you go. That's the uh, Donny Cates sticker. So if you uh, <laughs> want a t shirt made, just tell me. All right, for, so number nine on the list is Avengers number 29, the second print, War Widow. Jesus Christ, this, this is weird. All right, give me an A, Ray. Number eight. All right, what do we got for number eight, guys? Oh, yeah, a little Spider-Verse action. This is the Todd Nock Walmart variant. Uh, this one came out last year. In, uh, actually, I'm sorry, 2019. I forgot what year we're in. Uh, while this issue features the first full appearance of Spider-Zero, it's simply the awesome color covers featuring all those Spider characters on there. Let's see, count them out if you can. Uh, while we didn't uh, call for these Walmart exclusive variants to be kind of rare, but they have been selling very well. While most collectors buying the three-pack sealed, it did sell 35 copies last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 128%, and a high sale of $29.95 for the three-pack sealed set. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess I mean they're all on there. I mean, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Ham, Spider-Gwen, uh, Arana. Uh, I meant a spider clone. I mean, damn, I guess so. But you know, uh, it looks I'm like telling... you left my boy 2099 off though. That's kind of, fun. I think he's behind the sticker. <laughs> oh, okay. I know he's behind the sticker. Yeah. Don't be <laughs> last sticker off. Then it loses value. So, all right. Number eight on the list is spider verse. Number one, the Todd knock variant Walmart variant sealed. Remember it has to be a sealed bag. Not, I mean, this is one of the weird ones where they're actually worth more sealed as opposed to cracking them and slabbing them. All right. Give me a seven Ray. I had a feeling this comic was going to be on here because oh, yeah. uh, it was hyped all over the place, but this one is a little bit different. All right, what do we got? Yeah, this should be no surprise to anyone who's been paying attention lately. Uh, this is we got Amazing Spider Man number 55, the Pat Gleason Virgin exclusive. This awesome cover has been talked about since the image was released over a month ago. However, the heat came for this Virgin exclusive from artist Pat Gleason's website. Limited to 2,500 copies, it sold 20 copies, had a seven-day trend of 289%, and had a high sale of $200 for a raw copy. Oof. Wow. And this isn't any, this is just purely a dope cover. Nobody yeah. knows anything no, about this. Else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I remember when this first came, I think I was, we were talking about it in the, like, the group chat when it was first. I said, I got to get this. I got to get this. And, uh, but this is even better because this is the virgin. I mean, right. this, if this slap get, would be awesome on your wall. 
Oh yeah, and if you were to get like a remark by the artist, what done with the uh, you know with those silver sharpies, you know oh, yeah, it, yeah. or signed by it, it would look dope. But it's a black cover, so uh, we'll see. I, I have yeah, a feeling there's going to be a bunch of these sent uh, to CDC uh, to get graded because this uh, would be mm -hmm. a book that, and not to get into our topic about sending books into CGC later, but this would be a book that I would not send in unless I had it. I would be buying it at nine, eight because yeah. like you said, the black and you never know how that's going to go, man. Yeah. yeah especially absolutely. if it's only like uh, 65 bucks, but I mean, right. the, obviously the Virgin variant is going to be hard, much more rare. Um, you know, since a raw one sold for 200, but all right. So the summary on the list is uh, ASM number 55, the Gleason Virgin Merit. Still very dope. Give me a six, Ray. Number six. All right. Next up is a book that people have been specking for a minute. At least you should have been. Maybe. Little uh, Mighty Avengers number 13 from 2008. So uh, there's some loose rumors around. Not really sure where they've originated from, but the Secret Avengers will be possibly appearing in the MCU. This uh, issue actually contains their first appearance of the Secret Warriors, though there are several different versions. So it's still unknown which team they're going to be using and the rumors that are around it. But the rumors have spread enough to move 45 copies of this issue, had a seven-day uptrend of 133%, and a high sale for a CGC 9.6 for 99.99. Yeah, I think all, it's just all the secret invasion ripples in the pond, you know, and, and people mm -hmm. just don't know anything what the story is, but people are going to, you know, that's... The age of Aquarius, man. If you hear something, then you know that you put two and two together, and it equals ten. So, uh, but there you go. I mean, this I mean, this box this had some collectability before. It was like a ten fifteen dollar wall book, right? But mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, now it's starting to go up again. Uh, this is still ripple effects from the Disney earnings call, and I'm sure there'll be more as people start to dissect the actual storylines that they they see. Uh, based on what's coming out and, and what's going to be coming out. I would imagine they're, they're not done with the news that dropping. You know what I'm saying? It's only a matter of time. All right, DJ Curse, give me a five. Number five. All right, we have a returning champion. So number five, we have Amazing Spider-Man 365. So obviously... My boy, Spider-Man 2099, has come back from Justin putting a sticker over his face in that previous issue. <laughs> and uh, this is the first preview appearance of Spider-Man 2099. It really took off recently. Collectors are prepping for that Into the Spider-Verse 2. Helped move 49 copies with a seven-day trend of 129 and had a high sale of $265 for a CGC 9.8. I mean, this is that classic 90s hologram covers. You know, I mean, this, yeah, this, this is always going to be a great book to have. This has been like spec spec and respect. Um, I mean, the first time it was spec was, uh, I think, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And the right. uh, movie, the cartoon came out, right? The animated film came out. And uh, Spider-Man 2009 made a little appearance at the end. And then there was rumors about a, a Spider-Man 2009 movie that we had heard as well. Um, so there's been some de debate on what his actual first appearance is, but as always, you know, that debate is for people to talk about because it's whatever the market decides. And right now the market is deciding it's uh, worth $265 and a 9.8. <laughs> so there you go, man. All right, Ray, give me a four. 
Number four. All right, I'm going to start a 2021 bingo card, and this one will be <laughs> one of the first entries on that 2021 bingo card. Man, here is where this list gets fun. Uh, yeah. Nomad. Fun is an interesting word to use, fun, but yeah, I'll go with yeah, that. Well, uh, Nomad Girl with Out of War, number one from Marvel 2009. Never seen this book. It's probably somewhere in a dollar bin, even a 50 cent bin. But recently, Marvel scooper Roger Wardell uh, appeared on Twitter to share some Falcon and Winter Soldier speculation, specifically on actress Erin Kellyman. She may be secretly playing the role of Ricky Barnes, Bucky's granddaughter. Insane, right? Which will eventually lead her to taking the Nomad mantle which we've seen also in Captain America. So um, keep in mind, this is all unconfirmed. However, that didn't stop the sales from catching fire. Hopefully her first full appearance as Nomad, though she kind of had a cameo at the end of Onslaught Reborn number five, which our man Zach is always talking about, where she crossed over into our world, the 616 universe, which is where this series picks up from. Uh, in this issue to move 20 copies with a seven-day uptrend, 382% and a high sale of 30 bucks and a raw copy Really? really? Yeah. So, <laughs> for those who don't know or or follow um, movie scoopers, Roger Wardell is actually one of the more reputable ones, and his account was one of the first ones to talk about some Stanley cameos that happened in Avengers and uh, Endgame, uh, some other things that happened, and then he just disappeared off Twitter forever. Uh, there was a fake Roger Ward Wardell account that came out after him, but nobody believed who he was. But the original account just recently uh, started tweeting again, and he's one of the probably the first scoopers to really get these things pretty damn close uh, with everything that he said. Um, mm -hmm. So take it with a grain of salt, but he's had a good, a proven track record for those who are follow uh, the Twitter uh, scooper verses. Um, he's one of the ones that kind of has a better track record than others, I guess I would say. But as usual, uh, take it with a grain of salt. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, you know, I guess Bucky's granddaughter could have How would that even work, bro? Like, did he did, <laughs> bone in chicks when he was Winter Soldier that he didn't know yeah, about? No. I, I, I guess if it was his granddaughter, it would have been during World War II. Where he but he was some... too busy getting killed. Yeah. Well, we don't know that. We don't know what he was doing in France. You know, maybe That's he true. knocked up a French girl and she That's had a true, kid yeah. and that went on. Well, so, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, but... It's it doesn't stop people now. It just takes that little piece of news. Um, since ah, oh, I see my man Gomez. Hey Gomez, let me uh let me go full screen here. Uh, shout out to Gomez. Uh, look at Ray's over there. Got my shirt. Shout out to Gomez and Joker M twenty one East meets West. Shout out to the crew, Carnalis, Big Kuvale to the homeboys. So uh, there you go. Number five, one of four on the list. You selected. <laughs> it's not our selection. You guys bought it. Is Nomad Girl Without a World number one? What do we got for? Th uh, uh, give me a three, DJ Curse. Number three. All right, this is where this list really gets weird with some really scrappy covers. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully I had a good beat to come in from DJ Curse because I got to follow up with more Ricky Barnes. So we got Captain America number one. Uh, obviously, the Ricky Barnes heat is strong. However, other sites who jumped on this news had it wrong, causing this issue to move 84 copies with a seven-day trend of 349% and had a high sale of $250 for CGC 9.8. 9 now, here's the kicker. 
Many other places have claimed Captain America number one as the first Ricky Barnes. However, she first appeared in Wizards Heroes Reborn half issue, both on the cover and on almost every page within, which was printed two months before Captain America number one in September 96. Captain America number one released in November of 1996. So granted, some of the debate that will come up surrounding this will be how it was a a mail-away order from Wizard Magazine 61. So it really depends on how long it took Wizard to fulfill those orders. Hmm. However, However, with that said... Many collectors most likely hand this in hand before had this in hand before the November issue of Captain America number one. It's also worth noting that this half issue also had a platinum variant. Ooh. So there you have it. Find that platinum. If you had Ricky Barnes on your bingo, like Tim said, <laughs> you're gonna win that guy. Yeah, he went two squares. So good lord, <laughs> would, did we ever think we would get a Heroes Reborn? Rob Liefeld cover yeah. on this show. So look, at oh. the, look at the lats on that guy. Damn. <laughs> and look at the All lack he's doing of doing his overhead pull downs, bro. No lips. I meant uh, point. And look, his feet aren't even correctly <laughs> anatomically yeah. correct. I meant uh, weird fists and shit. I meant. Is that I'm one just, foot or two feet? I don't it's, know. It's I don't know, man. He he doesn't draw toes apparently. He just draw pointy things. So uh, so this is the Captain America number one variant that you guys got wrong, but it didn't keep people from buying it up. So just be uh, if you want to okay if you want to spec on Ricky Barnes, it's Heroes Reborn the half issue. It's actually on the damn cover. So if you really want the first cover issue of her, if she's gonna come, if you're playing that spec game, uh, then there you go. All right, DJ Curse, let's get this off the screen and give me a two. Number two. Damn it, it has showed up on my screen again. Tic Tac Toe. Captain America number one. The uh variant basically. Yep. Uh it's the variant, guys. It's same thing that Manimal just said. Absolutely terrible, Rob Liefeld. But it's littered in those 25 cents bin, 50 cents and dollar bin. Uh, did sell 24 copies last week. Had a seven-day uptrend of 319% and a terrible, unbelievable high sale of 22 bucks for a raw copy. God, what? The <laughs> forearm on that dude is bigger than his head. <laughs> We're going to talk more about this. His book. fist is bigger than his head, dude. Literally, that forearm is bigger than his head. That is uh, insane. Shout out to Rob Liefeld, who's blocked me on all <laughs> forms of social media. Uh, I can't respond. Every time somebody sends me something, I, I can't see it. He's blocked me on Instagram, on Twitter, and everything. But, hey, man, I'm pretty sure he knows we're talking about him. So, uh, all right. Number two on the list is another Captain America number one from 1996. That incredible Heroes Reborn run by Rob Liefeld and Jeff Lowe. Oh, look at old Jeff Lowe wrote that, huh? Look at that. Remember Jeff Lowe writing? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, people like always shit on Jeff Lowe, but I say, yo, Jeff Lowe also wrote The Long Halloween, though. Hell so, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, He's so. got some good stuff yeah so all right dj curse give me the num first number one for 2021 now that is a one we can work with and i knew this was going to show back up on this list what do we got for number one hell yeah man we got a good book here for the first number one of the year we got amazing spider-man number 55 so like we talked about earlier this is the hottest cover of the december 2020 this amazing cover sold an incredible 289 copies had a seven day trend of 108 percent and had a high sale of 200 dollars for a cgc 9.8 pre-sale so i mean obviously that virgin is the way to go, but this is still a badass cover, man. Yeah, but this is so 
my I'm, every LCS ordered tons of these. When I got to my LCS, right, I, I get to my LCS right around lunchtime. They had three copies left, and uh, uh-huh. I grabbed all three. No, I wasn't that asshole. I just grabbed one. I left the other two there because they had little dings on them. But no, I left the other two there because uh, you know it's a cool thing to have, and I grabbed one. Um, but just think. All the LCSs probably sold out of this, and those 289 copies were all aftermarket sales. So this uh-huh. is people going to their LCS. For me, they were sold out for some reason, uh, and then they found them on eBay or my comic shop or one of these other sites. And I can already, I can already tell you, it's going to happen for the High Republic. Ooh, uh, yeah. If you if you haven't pulled or told your comic shop to pull for you, you may be ass out because. The, I, I was lucky enough to get it from mine, but like a lot of places are like, yeah, all the, you know, all the people who have pulled us have pulled them already. It's going to be on high order. Uh, I mean, I think there's a ton of store variants too, but I mean, I'm actually, re- after that that super dope trailer, I'm really excited to, um, for, uh, and I'll go I read them. Uh, I read screen. it. Oh, uh, we don't want to hear about it. No, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I, got, man, I can't. Give me the screen real quick. I got both the covers right here. Oh, were you giving them away for someone in the live chat? There you go, live wow. chat giveaway. <laughs> I I have uh, the variants and I have the one in ten. I wasn't able to get the one in twenty five. Yeah, I snagged oh. the Stephanie Hans also. Oh, nice. What does are those just regular variants or what's the ratio on those? This is the regular one and this is the variant. I don't know what the ratio is on this. Yeah. One. There's a Sorry, one in ten. Variant ratio. Yeah, there's a there's a one in ten, there's a one in twenty five, and obviously there's a bunch of like uh, store exclusives or uh, retail variants as well. So there's actually not many. It's three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I got all three. The one, the best one is the cover swipe of uh, Clone Wars one. That yeah. one, and that one sold out. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to read. I can't wait to read the novel. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be reading all that stuff. Um, yeah. I'm trying Comes to. This week. I don't know if I should get the hardcover. I should just get it for my tablet. You know what I mean? Read it on my tablet. I, uh, two books I've been looking forward to reading are the High Republic and uh, Ready Player Two. Those are the two books. Uh, I've wanted to read. I made the mistake of trying to read the stand through audiobook. Oh my god, I fell asleep like twenty-seven <laughs> times. That first of all, the the stand is a huge book, and the and the this is back in the olden days of audiobooks. And the guy who was just narrating it or telling it was just so droll. I was like falling asleep. I love the stand, bro. It's one of the best. Have you checked out the new show yet on CBS? Oh yeah, I've been watching is, it, man. Any good? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's um it's different. It makes the if you've read the book, it definitely, uh, and you've seen the original miniseries, it makes it better to watch because they do. Um, you're not bogged down in like, you know, there's four, so like a much bunch of chapters of them traveling. It actually starts off with like them yeah. already in Boulder and flashbacks, so it kind of works yeah. out pretty well. Stephen King is the is just the master of just prose and prose and prose. I mean, we're talking about just like you know two paragraphs that just tell you one little detail. I mean, or a whole page or two pages. That's why. Yeah. But the stand. Mm-hmm. That is a thick ass book. That's what she said. But um, uh, before we get to uh, um, your guys's announcement, uh, let's talk about grading of comic books, man. So um, the question came from Instagram, and I was saying I, this is because I posted the um, I posted the second appearance uh, special Marvel edition number sixteen. I said, you know, some of the two of these are slab worthy, and the question was, um, how do you know if a book is CGC worthy? Um, and the simple answer is. Is it a good grade in a high, you know, if it's a great condition, that's where it stops because then you also have to figure in the era on when it came out with Obviously, If you have a silver age key, three and a half, 3.5 is acceptable to me for a CGC grade, like a bronze mm-hmm. age to me, acceptable on a key is like 7.5, 8.0. Right. Um, we, and we've yeah. talked about this ad nauseum before. 
Modern, if you're not getting a 9.6, it's almost a waste of money. You're almost better off buying a 9. And when I say modern, we're like, you know, the last few years, right? Um, a 9.6 is quite possibly uh, the kiss of death. There are some that are bulletproof, but you'll see a huge difference between 9.6s and 9.8s. Justin, what would you say? What would, when somebody asks, you know, what would you would consider slab worthy or CGC worthy? Yeah, in the same book, same tier that you are, uh, modern books need to be 9.4 above. Uh, Bronze Age, I would go same thing, you know, like in those 80s books. If you get well, an eight, or you can eight point five. Clarify that comment though when you say modern, though, to the people who may not. Well, modern would be, you know, if you're getting a book in the 2000s, you need yeah. to be getting nine sixes yeah. and nine eights. In the 90s, uh, almost the 90s are, as well, you can kind of get a little bit wiggle room there. Because yeah. in the if you use the term modern in the terms of CGC, it's anything oh, after yeah, 1975. No, no. So, so, but we'll if we're 90... just talking, yeah, modern would you know modern copper, bronze, silver, things of that nature. But there's all the exceptions too. Like if you have a super rare comic, you know, and there's not many in what we'll call the CGC mm -hmm. census, meaning. Hey, any grade will do well, but I would, you know, there's certain cutoff lines, uh, you know, so hey, modern Dead one in a nine Oh or better is oh, still yeah. a key, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's a great book. It's an expensive book. So I'll take Same that. with like weird books like the tick, which are just hard to find, uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles. And it, uh -huh. you can always kind of tell how a book is expensive. When you see the 9.8 grade, uh, if you see like a TMNT 9.8, <laughs> the grade on it, you know, even going down to like a 9.0, but then you'll see somewhere between a nine, six and nine, eight there's like a, 30, 40% difference because of there's also a, uh, a large print run of these books. So there's a lot of differentiating things. Best thing to do is get yourself a CGC account and have, you know, log in. You can read the forums and look at the census, see what's available or, or go to over our friends over at coverprice.com and you can see how many books have been graded. The more books of what you want graded that have been graded, then the more the higher grade you want, if that makes sense, right? If everybody's getting that comic graded, then the chances of there being more nine eights and your nine six will be less valuable, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yep. All that yeah, is, it's, it's definitely. I mean, I mean, we can go on for an, we can go on for an hour to talk about what uh, you know what is CGC worthy, but uh, I think you guys can talk about this on uh, CGC is just like whatever. I mean, like you said, I mean, modern they consider modern nineteen seventy five and up. I mean, what's yeah. isn't Giant Size X Men one still a modern considered a modern book to them? But that's like look, yeah. Hell, I would take anything above like nowadays anything above a four or five. You know, trying to get yeah. that in a nine. You're, Hell, Hulk 181, I'll take I'll take in a 4.0 any given day of the week. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, just because it's old doesn't mean it's worth money. As uh, mm -hmm. certain mystery boxes that have started to appear on YouTube <laughs> recently, I won't say any names, but let's just say, yo, check out my man Erod and check out Roger Levesque. Uh, just uh, uh, their mystery boxes they got, who's somebody who deals in the golden age. Hey, just because it's old doesn't mean it's worth money. It has to be mm. old and has some significance in it as well. So uh, there you go. Uh, so the big announcement is I am retiring from the Lords of Longbox. Today is the last show. Manimal and Nemesis Prime will be taking over. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, Zach and Manimal, you have some big announcements. They are getting married. It is legal <laughs> in California. They'll be coming here. I will be officiating the wedding. So go ahead, guys. The The floor is all yours. Oh, I see Zach. your, uh, your salute there. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Justin and I are going to be starting a podcast. Uh, we've been talking about doing this for a little while. A lot of people have been asking what we're going to do on YouTube and where we're going to show up next. We decided we kind of wanted to do something a little bit different, kind of go a different angle, and uh, we're going to be doing podcasts. We'll be dropping a podcast pretty much as of now every Friday morning. And um, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We really want it to be geared towards like 
things you guys want to talk about. So send in questions, send in uh, voice recordings. For the folks at home email. who uh, are new to uh, technology, explain to them what a podcast is because a lot of times people think podcasts yeah. are, you know, are, are things they find on YouTube. Yeah, right. I'll take that. So yeah. you're going to find us on, we're going to be on Spotify. We're going to be on iTunes. We're going to be on Google Play. So it's not going to be video like this. We're just going to do audio. Not everybody has the ability to sit home and watch this or play it on their phone. I like driving and listening to podcasts. So you know what? I can go right on Spotify. I can just listen to anybody like Joe Rogan, you know, anything from Compound Media and Anthony that Cooney. Joe Rogan stuff. money, son. Fuck yeah, man. We're going to do that. Know, so that's what it is. You know, not everybody has the time to sit here and watch us. So you might as well listen to us. We're still going to be doing similar stuff, talking about, you know, articles and whatnot. We really want the community to be involved. So we will be dropping an email. Uh, once everything starts, you guys can send us voice messages. We'll do whatever you guys want to listen to, whatever you guys want to say. We'll talk an about adult, it. An adult, man. You know, Justin and I don't pussyfoot around, so we'll be saying some shit. This ain't your mother's podcast, so there'll be some curse words. If you got your kids, maybe don't have them. Uh, All right, so the, there you go. The official name of the podcast is This Is Not Your Mother's Podcast. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, DJ Curse, tell them, where, uh, speaking of uh, where they can find you as well. Uh, all this week, you can find me at uh, 8 a.m. on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash I am DJ Curse. That's I am DJ Curse. 8 a.m. Pacific? Uh, Whatever. Damn, you're waking <laughs> up early, son. That's all right, crazy. So, yeah. So uh, also message, you can message. Uh, are you guys creating a new ID for this podcast? Or well, how could they message yeah. you if they have questions or whatnot? Uh, the, I just dropped the link. The Instagram is up there. If you click on the profile, you'll see all the links to <clears throat> our link tree, Google podcast, Spotify, iTunes, everything. So, all right. So it's called the comic com podcast. <laughs> when the original told me the name, I go, what? <laughs> Why? I go, no, com. I go, oh, okay. That makes sense. So it's the comic con podcast is going to drop every Friday, Friday right? Yep. All right, and, uh, and then you guys will still be here on Tuesdays and Thursdays whenever you guys can make the time. Yep, yep. yep. We're not, so you know, we don't, uh, we don't uh, leave, you know, where we came from, so we know it's we're blessed. Ju it's so. just another branch of right. the Lords of Longbox Tree, the Comic Com <laughs> podcast, and if they uh, are so kind, maybe they'll have me on there once in a while so I can just talk my ass off and uh, say filth, flarn, filth. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can hey. curse whatever you want. There yep. you go. So the you first show our first show will be about Rob Liefeld. Let's do it. There we go. Looks like we already got our first uh, guest. Ken Lashley's already wanting to show, show up. So, all right, oh, Ken. yeah, man. I don't think that's him, <laughs> <laughs> but it could be because uh, you need Lashley on your podcast. His art is trash, but he can he can talk trash. <laughs> I have to hit up Ken on uh, on Facebook to see if that's really him or not. But uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Make sure. Um, Check us out on Thursday. Uh, whoever can join us, uh, the guys from Cover Price will be joining us as we look at the, not the shakers of the week, man, but we're looking at the biggest shakers of the year. Finally, the end of year look back at the price, at the books that hit the biggest prices for the year. 2020 was a hell of a year, but as the shakers show you, sometimes the old standbys, the uh, what we call blue, blue chip Stocks are still the books to get. You know what I mean? The, but there's, I'm pretty sure there'll be some interesting ones in there. I mean, I'll, I'm pretty sure Ultimate Spider-Man is probably the biggest thing that stuck out for me from 2020. I mean, uh, maybe oh, you guys yeah. do that on your podcast. Just have a the look. Fallout. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I look back yeah. at the year of that was 2020. So you Marvel previews, 95. <laughs> yeah. Where that guy is. Oh, let's not even get in that. All right. For DJ Curtis, Nemesis Prime and uh, Manimal, this is TiVo from Lords of Long Box. I want to say happy new year and we will see you guys Thursday. So until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace yeah. out.